1: Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess.
0: All right. Welcome, guys, and happy Wednesday. We're joining you here today with one of our colleagues. Honestly, this is um, <laughs> Megan Doyle, and she is like the training director, I'd say, at Performance Plus Canine right now, which is a facility in Raynham, Massachusetts. Um, but first, we're going to start with the quirky tip of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's really cute dog Wicked is um, below us at our feet too. He's a golden retriever. We'll let him come up later But it's really hard for a dog to sit on these swively chairs the whole podcast trust me I did it with vital once and it was crazy.
1: What do you got there Jess?
0: What is this honey? It's a block Yes. Okay. I'm so into this, you guys. So block therapy is like my scene right now. It's a Canadian based company and their tagline is go block yourself, which is kind of like go up yourself, but it's go block yourself. So this is my new healing modality. If you need a way to calm down and you don't want to get in cold water, like crazy people like us, then grab a block and see how it goes. All right, Megan, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Um, Tell people a little bit about who you are and what you're doing in dogs and where you live and all these things. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I got into dogs because I worked at a vet and absolutely hated it. Decided okay. I can't do this anymore. I don't want to own a dog. Were you
0: a tech or an assistant or what? Uh, I was just an crazy. assistant.
2: <laughs> He's, <being> very <laughs> He's
0: very excited now that I'm talking.
2: <laughs> so I actually got my job eight years ago as of today at Performance Plus just looking for Wow,
0: happy anniversary. I know.
2: It's been a long eight years. <laughs> it's um, a long time
1: with Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite people.
0: <laughs> Nancy, pretty. Nancy we had on
2: the Nancy podcast. Nancy Drukas.
1: Nancy we had on Hope the podcast. Hope you're watching Nance. Come
2: here crazy. Man. Be. <laughs> um see so yeah, I got into this looking for a part time job to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and Eight years later, I live in the dog school, and I just bought a cargo van to fit all Ooh, of my crates.
0: Now you're like a full-on so, dog yeah. person. <laughs>
2: yep. I'm, <laughs> I'm hooked. Check the one who else now.
0: <laughs> so how is it going there? You have quite a few classes a week, right?
2: I teach 16 classes a week right now between Pet Manners that's and Nosework.
0: Yeah. So that's like – I mean, Scott and I, we have been done group classes together for at least
1: – Several years. Three years, yeah, yeah. since
0: Salisbury. And even – I would say the only time we were doing that kind of level was when we had our facility in Lowell, Mass, and that was going on eight years ago now. So, I mean, you're seeing a lot of people come in and out of that door. Yeah. 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 So, what it's, kind of classes do you guys have there? So, our biggest... Give me a piece of food. Your dog's crazy. Yeah. How old me. is he? He's like two? He's a year and a half. Oh, he's a year and a half. Here. Come on. I got to control you, you beast.
2: Um. Yeah. So, our main focus is our pet manners classes. Okay. That's, you know, no behavioral issues there. It's just you're straightforward. People just get a dog and need to get some control over it yeah um so that's our main focus is our pet manners then we do nose work agility um all the dog sports cool cgc all of that and
0: you're not doing agility training i don't teach it yeah but but besides that you're teaching quite a few things right yeah
2: nose work cgc um pet manners tricks yeah pretty much all that okay
0: and when you were working at the vet were you a vet tech or what was your role there i was just i started as
2: kennel and then i became an assistant okay
0: Um, and then you did like chicken camp, right? Like it wasn't, it wasn't with Bob.
2: No, it was with Parveen.
0: Okay, but you like sat through like yeah, all of chicken camp. Yeah, at least, camp.
2: yep. We had them here for the entire summer and Parveen lived <laughs> with us, so I got to just pick her brain for an entire <laughs> summer. <laughs> I remember I went to do <laughs> obedience
0: with Nancy and the chickens were like whirring in there and I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, it was like it was really interesting to go and, and see all the chickens all the time. Somehow
2: the dogs managed that entire summer. Yeah. No, we had no issues with the chickens
0: being in yeah. the arena. Yeah. they yeah. was great. Did they, you put they, them they out in the yard don't...
1: with the daycare dogs?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. That would have been a problem for him. <laughs> so how is living at a dog training facility? Because not every guest we have on has done this, like you and us.
2: Um, It's very nice to not have a commute to work uh-huh. and to have access to the facility yeah. for my own dogs. It's exhausting being working, being on call 24-7. Yeah. But I get to deal with the dogs more than anybody else, which makes the dogs
0: behave better in yeah. the long run. And I would say it's probably upped your experience a lot, too, oh, having God, yeah. to be there, yeah. right? I mean, you've really had to take on more of a leadership role in a yeah.
2: sense. Yeah, and it can't... There's no days off. It's you have to figure out how to get the dogs to behave. If I want to sleep at night, yeah. I need to figure out how to make them quiet in their crates. Yeah. And so far, we've been successful.
0: Good. Awesome. So what do you do with your own dogs, just so people understand?
2: So my main goal for most of my dogs is competition obedience. Okay. Um, We also casually do nose work. I recently switched to the dark side, as Nancy would call it, and started <laughs> doing agility. With oh, Wicked. boy. It is yeah, she's very good. <laughs> um, but mainly competition obedience and... Jack, Jack's just goal is to yeah. live his life.
0: You have three Goldens, right?
2: Yep. Jack is seven, Wick's a year and a half, and Wanda is six months old.
0: And are you doing field with any of them or no? Come here, you crazy um, man. i
2: started here. Wick and Wanda casually. Jack would never pick up a bird. Um, <laughs> but he is very, very Very they're, they're yucky. <laughs> he runs out so excited, sniffs it, and backs up like disgusted. <laughs> yeah, Jack just, he's retired.
0: He does come no off leash now. I saw that. Oh, I was so yeah. impressed he with his is, recall.
2: He's thriving in his retirement. Good. Yeah, he's doing great.
0: Good. Tell us a little bit about Jack, because I would say that that's probably the only dog that Scott has seen of yours before, and you would bring him up to Salisbury and stuff. So tell us a little bit about your journey, because he oh, was kind Jack. of your first, like, performance dog, no? Yeah.
2: Yeah, he was my first ever, like, fa- uh, personal dog, not family dog. He, how do I describe Jack?
0: I think he's doing great, so let's he, describe him in a yeah. nice way. Let's-
2: no, he's, I absolutely love that dog. He's my first dog. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. But he has just been set up for failure from day one, and for the first year and a half of his life, I really didn't know what I was doing. He had shoulder surgery. He ended up on Prozac at a year and a half. Whether that did anything or not, I don't really know. But
0: is he still on the meds now?
2: Nope. he was on them for three years. I weaned him off, and
0: I Come saw here, no crazy. difference when Come I weaned him me. off. Good boy. He um, really wants to play under here. I hope he yeah. doesn't. <laughs> I hope he doesn't unplug all of our mics soon. Um, so yeah, Jack. I just,
2: I was. It was my first dog, so he would get scared, and I would say, "Oh, it's okay." And I just coddled him way too much, and it was it was a long journey to get him to just be able to exist without panting and pacing. And and he whining. had a lot of
0: wiggy, fearful, anxious kind of stuff yes. going on. I mean, and he was a big dog. Like, let's talk 80, about that too. Pounds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is an eighty five pound golden, but he's not as fat as he, that. Would no, 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 sound. no. He's yeah, he's sk- yeah. kind of skinny. But I mean, if he if he was scared, he would, he yeah. would be gone, And not a
2: lot of people saw that because at the dog school, he's fine. Yeah. But when I would take him out in the world, he would get in this panic mode and just try to take off running. Yeah. And it's like, I can barely hold on to him. It was stressful for me because I was afraid I was going to lose him. Then he's getting more stressed. It was just, it was awful for yeah, a while. It was awful.
1: Something I didn't think about till you just said that, but. Most dogs, you know, going to a dog training thing, that's their big outing. Your yeah. dogs live there. Yeah, so my dogs them, are totally fine. And, and since you live there, yeah. you, it, you have to make a point of getting away from that place yeah. to take your dogs out And I think to that was part things. of
2: the issue with Jack is I felt like I was socializing him, but I was going to the dog school that I work at seven days a week every single day. Right. So I was like, oh, he's getting out. But it's like, he's not. He's, he's just going. It's not really generalized. That's his house. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what helped Jack? Like, what things did you do to help that dog? Because he wasn't an easy case.
2: No. Well, I think starting him in nose work and just getting him a different experience other than trying to go out and say hi to people or say hi to dogs, which is what I was originally doing with him, starting him in nose work and giving him something to focus on rather than his wigginess. Yeah. And then when I saw you, you were the one who said, he's not emotional. You just need to give him some focus, stepping on the leash and the place on his bed, those are the two biggest things that I think fixed him.
0: Okay. Is even now,
2: if he... Come here, wicked. Come here. If he goes to my parents' house, sometimes he just starts, he paces around. You can see in his mind, he's just, he's so uncomfortable, he doesn't know what to do. The second I step on the leash, he's just...
1: (sighs) Takes a breath. I get like that at my parents' house. Yeah.
2: (laughs) 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 and he lived there for five years Yeah. but just that little bit of change of now we don't live there Mm -hmm. he's just it sets him off a little bit but literally two minutes on the leash and he's sleeping and he's totally relaxed because now he doesn't have to make all these choices he just
1: settles yeah he just settles yeah and
0: what's going on with raising like Wicked and Wanda Um, I mean obviously you're doing things differently you have more experience (laughs) now but like tell us a little bit about that journey and how it's going and whatever
2: so there's a big jump from Jack to Wicked he is incredibly stable, but he's, he's, too, <laughs> really excited. Yeah, he's
0: very <laughs> no, he's confident, loves too, being here. He's a little too confident at the podcast <laughs> yeah. He was like, Oh, Scott's here, oh this. this is great. Everything was great until we started talking and now he's like, Yay, yeah. party time yeah. for me too. Come That's here, Monkey. Wicked.
2: Come on. He enjoys an audience, he likes people, he's a friendly golden retriever. Yeah. That's new for me. Um, and you
0: got him intentionally, like from genetics that were yeah. more. Pr- I mean, I don't know what Jack's genetics are. I'm not trying to be nasty, but I mean, you you sought out a uh, like sport companion, yeah. golden retriever. Yeah, kind both of Wick kind.
2: and Wanda have really solid field lines because okay. I wanted a drivey dog.
0: I'm gonna steal my food yeah. from you because I'm just peppering him. Come here,
2: guys.
0: Um, you're so cute. I love you. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> he really is. He's offering me like a chin rest and all these things. I'll let him come up in a second, but we'll wait until I have more control. Okay, yeah. so, um. Yeah, it's different genetics. Yes. But you're approaching things differently yeah. too.
2: Yeah. I'm putting a lot more impulse control on him at a young age. Cause I don't believe that kills drive. And I think that's where Jack got so nervous was I just had zero control. Yeah. Now I have way more impulse control. He's way more thoughtful than Jack ever was because of the things that I'm doing with him. And I, and more dedicated to my training now than I was with Jack.
0: Yeah. And you're more experienced. And and I'm sorry, Scott says this all the time. Like there's no teacher like the pet dogs, right? I mean, really like it's, you can, the thing is, and it's so funny. We all do this. Like Scott with ring, like he says like, Oh yeah, I trained Malinois. Like it's almost like it's easy. And then like you get border collies and it's like, Oh, dogs are easy. Mm -hmm. You start getting into some of these like rescues and stuff that come up. And especially, I think people sometimes miss that, especially in the new England area, We get a lot of Southern rescues Mm -hmm. that come up and the methodology of like medication and everything is a little bit stronger here than the rest of the country in some ways, I feel like. Yeah. When your doctor prescribed Jack for Prozac, what was the protocol there? Like, why did he do it? And what were your instructions?
2: So I really didn't get any information. I did have to fight a little bit for Prozac because they wanted me to be working with the behavioralist through their vet, although I was working with Parveen. Uh Um... But once they prescribed it, they kind of were like, okay, you're on your own. Like there's yeah. no, you have to be training and doing this. There's no, there was no intention for me to get off of Prozac. Yeah. They just said, this will fix him and never brought it up again. Yeah, um, It wasn't until my goal for it was, I want to try him on this, see if it helps. And then in the long run, wean him off of it, which is what I did. Yeah, um, But we, I have a lot of dogs that come into the school with zero training and their vet just says oh this will fix it yeah and they just medicate them and that doesn't work so they up the medication rather
0: than trying to go into training yeah because
2: we are a daycare and boarding place as well so i do see a lot of dogs that i don't have in training
0: yeah and do you do training like with the daycare dogs sometimes like is there like a program where the dogs that are in daycare can work with you guys yep
2: so we have we do have all of our daycare staff trained that they do you know, your typical life skills. Like We make them sit at the doorways. We yeah. make sure they're not jumping all over people, barging out of their crates, anything like that. Um, and then we have additional programs where I'll take them out for 20 minutes and work on... It's usually loose leash walking, recall, uh, jumping. Those yeah. are the two big things that people want to fix. Um, so I'll take them out for 20 minutes and try to get the foundation going and then transfer it back to the owner.
0: Nice. And do you find that... The dogs in daycare that aren't even in these programs, like, do you guys try to have like door manners for all the dogs kind of just for your own sake? Yeah. And does that create a different vibe? Like, does that help things, do you think?
2: It definitely helps things for us. It really depends on, I think, their home life and if it transfers over. If people are working with their dogs, they will see progress because of what we're doing to help them. Yeah. If they're just letting the dogs have a free for all at home, they might not see a difference. We have a lot of dogs who say, Oh they're ter- terrible in a crate and then they come to us and they're better. We have no issues.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. The
1: dogs know that their owners don't have a clue. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, and also like sometimes getting out of the environment of home, it's going to be different too. Like they're maybe yeah. a little bit shell shocked or something. But do owners feel good like when you say your dog can't actually be in a crate, do they does that make them more excited to implement it sometimes?
2: Yeah, yeah we do have a lot of people that eventually add it back in okay. after us. Like, really insisting, like, your dog is fine. So when they tell us, oh, my dog keeps chewing on the furniture, and I say, don't leave it home by itself loose for eight hours, put it in yeah. a crate, we can finally convince them, like, I promise you your dog is fine, because they're fine here. Yeah. And they are. And they do. Most of our clients do listen to that. Good.
0: Yeah. Good, you're making good headway. I'm very impressed with okay. what Megan's doing. I've seen, like, no, really. I mean, you're doing like field trip classes, like, yeah. I've seen like full group classes going to Home Depot, and you're not using compulsive tools on dogs nope. at these classes. Nope, like, ever. they're out and about Are you
1: bringing Wicked in those classes. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Wicked is he not goes on, a, on his own adventure. <laughs> what does he have on a tactic color, a tactic pop yeah, color? Yeah, probably. Yeah, he's got like a wide collar on, like, <laughs> a, a thing, and he's like just chewing so I have to food. hold the back. He's, he's trying to do
1: bite work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: and <laughs> all these these drivey goldens they yep. can. So tell us a little bit about um what it's like dealing with the public and the pet owners and how maybe you've changed as a person and evolved as a trainer and everything with that because that's pretty much like what our bread and butter is. Like we you kind of have to step up to level up with these owners and yeah. also treat them kindly and get the point across and help the dogs, right? Yeah.
2: When I first started, when I was apprenticing, they used to call me the little girl trainer because <laughs> I was so much younger than everybody else who yeah. was teaching there. Um, and I really, I was too soft-spoken. I didn't want to step on any toes. So I was just like, why don't you try this? And no one listened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and now... So what do you do now? Jess walk in with a megaphone? Yeah, yeah, Never yeah. had that trouble. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I just feel like now I'm way more confident in what I'm saying, uh-huh. and not that I didn't believe what I was saying before, but I've I've done it for enough years that like I know that I can be successful if you listen to me. So yeah. I walk in with way more confidence. I can control a room because when you have ten to twelve dogs in a group class, if I walk in with any hesitation, it's the, gonna be yeah. Maybe the be owners chaotic. aren't gonna be yeah. trusting me. The dogs are gonna be chaotic. Yeah. So I just had to step into that and say all right, I need to go in here with this attitude of I, I know what I'm doing. I know I can make these people successful. And I think people started to kind of f- feel that for me and they became more successful. Now
1: um, I, I'm thinking of the soup Nazi on um, Seinfeld. Oh. <laughs> no, soup. My time. no soup for you. No class <laughs> for you. <laughs>
0: come, here. come here. She's not throwing people out, but you, oh, I know, it's out. also, I think, come here. You're not going to see your mother. I think, is it still on? We're good with audio? Okay. I thought he actually <laughs> unplugged it finally. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. He's very excited. And I can only give so many freaking cookies right now. Um, I think part of it, though, also is that you're more confident because you know what you're saying works. Like, yeah. you're not giving advice that you haven't seen work for client exactly. dogs or your own dogs. Yeah, too, everything
2: right? that I'm saying is things that I'm doing with my own dogs that, knock on wood, couldn't tell you last time I called my dogs, and they didn't come to me. No. I have great recall. I have good loose walking. I have really solid skills. Yeah. That I'm not jumping.
0: Like <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Wig might need to be in a class. Apparently, <laughs> uh, no, he's fine. He's just excited. Well, the problem is he keeps offering behaviors. He's like, "Oh, you have food. Should I down? Should I yeah, give yeah. you a chin rest? Like, do, do you want this? No, I don't want you to do anything. Just sit here quietly." Um, okay, so this is all new for you, but tell us some of these sound bites. That and it's really not that new. How long have you been living there now? Uh, three years. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, and you've been kind of running the training scene for at least two or at least one, right? Um, I'm probably. Yeah, since
2: before the pandemic, I think okay. so.
1: You're going to have to fire Nancy Yeah, do don't,
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: don't say that. Don't say that. Come here. Get over here, you crazy man. <laughs> All right. So, what about give us some sound bites like in your classes and like what are some things that you just feel like, oh my God, I say this every day or every week without like being. Like bitchy when you're like I, I'm not going to repeat myself again, but like oh, yeah. what are some things that like you just find yourself going back to?
2: Um, I think the one I say more often than not is the environment is never stingy. Okay, people want to you know I like that one, one cookie every 30 minutes. Yeah, your dog's gonna find whatever's most reinforcing, whatever's has the biggest history of being reinforcing. So if your dog really likes dogs. You better feed more. Yeah, <laughs> and you're giving one cookie every 30 minutes. We'll see you later. Yeah. Or if you have Cheerios in your pocket. Yeah. That's not better than the dog jumping around like an idiot next to them. Yeah. Um, so I say that one pretty often because that one seems to get through. Like People like that one. Yeah. And they realize – Oh, you're right. The environment is giving my dog so much reinforcement, and I'm over here standing like a tree,
0: yeah. giving barely any cookies. I like that. The environment isn't stingy. Yeah, is that, well, never that's stingy. A really good one. Never I'm stingy. Write that down. Yeah, <laughs> <You're laughs> got to take notes. We need more things to say because I feel like we just always say the same crap. And really, again, truthfully, like, come here, over here with me. The, truthfully we haven't done group classes in so long that the climate could even be a little bit different than even it was when we were doing them. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we're
2: definitely getting more dogs that are coming in with a lot more generalized fear and anxiety. I think okay. because of the pandemic that people just aren't getting their dogs
0: out enough. So how are you um, helping those dogs? Like in a class setting on field trips, whatever else I'm stealing more food. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, you monster. I'm glad you brought a lot. She's got a good oh, treat yeah. pouch. Here for prepared. Scott's like, Oh, we should have had cheese. I said, Megan will have food. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Um, What was your question? I
2: don't know because I was (laughs) dealing. I got distracted by him. (laughs)
0: Oh,
1: how are you dealing with the dogs that come in with fear and anxiety? Yeah, the generalized stuff. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah,
2: So a lot of it is just getting the dogs to learn how to decompress in that environment. That people want to come in and ask for 27 behaviors and expect their dogs to just do it even when they're nervous. Mm -hmm. The first step to be able to do that is the dog needs to be able to just relax and take a breath in the environment. And if they can't get that, we're not going to get them to loose leash walk. We're not going to get them to do all of these difficult behaviors when your dog is constantly looking for the next thing that's gonna you know attack them so i do use the stepping on the leash in class um
0: and is that successful for you guys
2: yeah no i would say 99 of the time there's always that one occasional person who's like
1: especially if the dog really if the like dog it. outweighs them then it can be tough you, yeah you get some yeah. little person I'm in like, this big dog. i have like
2: old people who go out and get great danes and they're like i can't hold my dog i'm like well yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> your dog's bigger yeah. than you
2: get a saddle
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so stepping on the leash, you're using that for the generalized fear and anxiety that you're seeing. What other types of things? I mean, are you teaching the people more so than the dogs, mostly? Like, what what kind of ways are you helping? Like, all I'm trying to do is, how can we help people? So, yeah, um, that's what I'm trying to get at.
2: In a group class, it's all about teaching the people how to communicate with their dogs. Um, Most of our group classes, within you know the first week, is just a lot of counter conditioning to can we just show this dog that you're actually reinforcing? Yeah. Um. After we have that, then we can get into actually training mechanical skills. Yeah. And I want to do it in a way that the people are enjoying it. So we're not just drilling loose walking, that we're all walking in a circle for an hour. We're doing a lot of games. Like recently I did a Easter egg. Uh, like the egg on the spoon race. Oh, fun. And yeah. if your dog pulls you, you drop your egg. Oh, and you're that's out.
0: Oh, cute. Oh, this so, is fun. We are going to well, we'll yeah, live that, in that Amesbury. It's I very like that far one. to come to you. I <laughs> I brought Vital to Nancy's place for puppy class, and we were living in Amesbury at the time, but now we're a half an hour north. So we're not going to come weekly for two yeah, and a half hours, but, a but maybe far. we'll do a little spoon. I
1: hope, eggs eggs are fun. Are, I hope they're hard boiled.
2: <laughs> oh, we did use plastic <laughs> eggs. Yeah. I wasn't that crazy. Nancy
0: would kill me if there was eggs all over the floor. <laughs> well, it's pretty clean there. Nancy yeah. runs a tight ship. She's good about her cleaning. Okay. So the egg you're switching it up that way tell us some other innovative things that might help other people out in the country i like that one
2: um well i think one that people really don't want to focus on is teaching your dog to just do nothing okay. so you know sitting in a chair and listening to me talk or taking your dog to home depot and don't try to loose leash walk around just go out in the parking lot like if your dog understands place Put them on their place. Give them a Kong. Give them a bully stick, and just let them settle. exist and settle in the world without any information from you, really. Yeah. Um. So people really like that one because I just tell them, I'm like, bring your phone. Put up, set up your iPad. Watch an episode of The Office, and just sit and let your dog hang out and experience yeah, the just world. Just with yeah. your dog. Yeah. I like and that. nobody really Come wants in. to do nothing. Yeah. We all think, okay, they've sat for two minutes. Like, time Which to go do something exciting. Yeah. It's, I mean, clearly he needs to learn how to no, relax for a little a, bit longer. This is a
0: big invite. No, it's yeah. not even that. I don't expect any dog to do anything. He's doing fine. Part of it is the food, too, with him because he's a drivey dog and he wants to offer. He's yeah. like, let's Jess do something together. Jess is preventing together. him
1: from settling by feeding
0: him <laughs> <laughs> I just, I really don't want to have the microphones get unplugged. And, oh, my gosh, when we had Havoc on, like, early on when we were coming here, he's a big Instagram German Shepherd. He, like, did something. And then the whole set behind started shaking. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to get kicked out. So it's just a little precarious underneath <laughs> here. <laughs> want to Havoc, back
1: up so. real quick just um, did you learn the the egg thing through your chicken camp <laughs>
2: no that would have been yeah <laughs> that only, would have been a good thing only, to add only in that Scott summer. only I mean, Scott
1: you just you're in the middle of class all of a sudden you get a half a dozen eggs popping up all <laughs> might up. as well use them
0: <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of eggs that summer so how do you get people to feel more co- I, well I'm just gonna ask this point blank do you think people are too chatty like, when they're training with their dogs, like, to no. talking to them too frequently? Oh, to the dogs yes. or to the people? Oh, and yes. they've to each other. No, like, um, no, 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 not, like, are they naughty in class? Yeah. Like, are they too chatty with their animals in general, like, in a class setting or if they're yeah. going out to Home Depot? Because I feel like teaching, like, just exists is kind of not about talking to the dog.
2: Yeah. A lot of people want to be constantly engaging with their dog. And I just, I just constantly remind them, this is a silent exercise, so... If I say that a million times in that (laughs) class, eventually they're all silent. Yeah. Um, And the nice part is once they do that and they realize they can communicate with their dogs without their words, that's reinforcing to them. So they just naturally stop using so many words. Yeah. A lot of people, instead of saying sit, they want to say, excuse me, can you please sit? It's like, that's so many words for your dog to piece through. Yeah. Just say sit and then quiet your mouth. <laughs> I do that a lot in class too.
0: Like, quiet. I remember, I the people like that, though. <laughs> yeah. you got to see the Seinfeld
1: episode. You know, I, I was going to say, it's kind of uh, ironic that um you spend the first class trying to get the dogs to engage with their owners, and then the rest of the class getting the dog to disengage and just relax, yeah. in a sense. Yeah. You know, because they're also... talking, but the dogs are not really listening anyway. Yeah. They yeah. just talk, 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 but there's no engagement.
2: Yeah, and they're wondering, they're like, oh, but, or the worst is when they say you know, they talk so much. They say sit, "sit" seventeen times, and the dog finally does it, and they reinforce. I'm like, you just taught your dog that it wasn't "sit"; it was "sit, sit, 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 sit." Yeah. Means you put your butt on the ground. So what do
0: you do? Just curious. Because <laughs> maybe we should use some tips for own dogs. So what do you do if the dog doesn't sit on a verbal the first time? Just um, it would
2: depend on the dog and what they understood of the cue yeah. or come here, monkey. The pressure. A lot of them go from like leaning over and saying "sit" to then all of a sudden just saying the word and like disengage from their dog yeah so i always i'm not going to go back to food if the dog knows it but i try to give stronger physical cues so okay can you use your hand cue because that's what your dog actually understood yeah and Come here, if the dog is say this style of dog who is <laughs> understands the cue but just saying i'm too over aroused i would put in a little leash pressure okay. if my dog understood that yeah okay
1: you know what um, i have found just with my own clients is that um Dogs that know sit, and the people are saying sit, and the dog doesn't sit. Nine times out of ten is because they don't have the dog's uh, engagement. The dog isn't paying attention at all. So the the dog's looking at a bird, and they say sit. Of course the dog isn't going to sit. They're they're in two different worlds. Yeah. Yeah, Just by getting the dog's dog's attention. And and sometimes
0: Scott will say, like, don't even just say their name, because just saying their name doesn't necessarily get them to engage with them. So he'll, like, say, like... Like, make a noise, do something mm-hmm. so you at least know that they're gonna hear what you said. Cause yeah. it's not necessarily blowing you off at that point. It's just
1: yeah, like you guys are talking engage about engagement. Yeah. yeah, okay,
0: come here. You got to come up and now I can get more food. All right, what else? What do you have questions about group classes, Megan, Golden? Well,
1: we went. Jess and I took was it Sync that went there for classes? No, vital. What, vital, and that was a while back. But there were like four classes going on at the same time. Do you still have that kind of setup? No, after it was a little bit crazy. Yeah. all the dogs were okay for the most yeah, part. but there was, was a lot it was going on in that yeah, setting. It was a lot um, going on
2: because of the pandemic. We reduced it down to we just have one class, and right now I'm the only instructor there, so we can only do one kind class of tough an hour. To
1: have four going at the same time. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's. I think it's way more successful this way. People are getting more
1: less distractions yeah, for the dogs. Yeah. So
2: the dogs are getting more well behaved and then we can slowly increase the distractions rather than just throwing them into this chaotic space. Um, and people can hear me a lot better. It's I think it's a lot easier with one class. We could go back, like I'll occasionally have nose work and an obedience class at the same time and that's fine.
1: What's your maximum for students per class? Do you um, have a maximum?
2: Yeah, I would say we like to keep it at 10, but yeah. if I add in two more Dogs that I already know are going to be chilled and we'll get up to yeah. 12.
1: One crazy dog is like having five.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if I know there's like a psycho in the class, so we keep it like eight <laughs> or 10.
0: Well, and even that, like, this is my point. Like I see videos and to have 10 to 12 dogs at Home Depot or even six to eight at Home Depot without wearing pinch collars and like actually having some good control, I'm yeah. finding highly impressive in the country in this yeah. point. In and this then state all age. those
2: dogs went on to pass their CGC and they're working for their advanced CGC right now. I'm very I'll excited about them. <laughs> I love that. Nice. Oh, that He's like, "Oh, did you get my mom cookies? Come
0: here!" Come you know what's interesting crazy.
1: about Home Depot is that everyone that works there seems to have a bunch of cookies in their pocket. Yes.
0: I, I, yep. I go and by the dogs the, know.
1: We, we went by the paint Come department. Here, He's like, "Can I give your dog a stick?" He's just pulling out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they do love yeah, that at Home Depot yeah. to feed. They're no, very I have excited my lows in
2: my Home Depot. They're really well trained now. They know yeah. when I walk oh. in, they don't bother oh. me. Oh, she's near the Oh, Yeah, quiet. <laughs> no, they're really.
1: Good. Oh, you've really come out of your shell here over the yo, past yo, few
2: yeah.
0: years. Yeah. Oh, you I'm proud to. of you. And I. Well, you. and you've really evolved a lot. I mean, Jack wasn't easy, and even the types of things that you're talking about with like maybe talking too much and coddling too much and everything else, like you're imparting to other people and empowering them because yeah. that's come here crazy. I know I dropped yeah, that's, one as much come as here, Jack right here. was.
2: Like I, uh, I'm gonna say again, I absolutely love Jack, but he was exhausting to deal with yeah. because I just I really didn't know what I was doing. So I can feel for those people who. You know, I'm not that far removed from them. Yeah. I've, it's only been, Jack's only seven. Yeah. So it's only been,
1: you'll never forget Jack either. Like, I don't care not. how many <laughs> dogs
2: you get. <guys> no. <laughs> <laughs> he's special. So I can feel those people who come in and they just feel like, I'm so overwhelmed by this. Yeah. Like, you like went through I was the too. But then yeah. I'll bring Jack out for a demo in class and it's like, people are like, oh my God, he's so well behaved. I'm like, yeah, but he started like your dogs. Yeah. He
0: started just, Here, just eat him off the counter. It'll be easier for me. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Oh God. Now we can put him on the floor. Here we go. Oh, I'm going to yeah. have to block him. Are you going to come up and get in the cold water? i don't know so why have you been looking at that i just want to end with that so scott and i dunk like oscar the grouch now in the morning it's pretty well-known fact so what um what you said you've been looking into that like how did you find out about it like is it honestly through tiktok okay (laughs) um
2: yeah i'm on that a lot it just looks like i've i've done some cold showers where it just kind of like startles you into like
1: i feel Yeah. yeah
2: like way more alive when i wake up now yeah um and I just think I just think that's so interesting to yeah. change up your environment, make yourself uncomfortable, so you know how
0: to deal with being uncomfortable. Kind of like what you're making the dogs do, in yeah. a sense. Like, yeah. you, know, like you got to figure out you how start to deal doing with these stress. classes, yeah. dealing
1: with new people, and having to assert yourself. I mean, that's yeah. it takes some practice. Well, Megan was
0: Megan was a lot more. I I would say you were kind of a little anxious when I first oh God, met yeah. you, and you're pretty yeah. freaking stable. And that's
2: probably why Jack has had so many issues with being. Well, here too, yes is I no. was so uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh,
1: did you get off the medication yet? Or? Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> now we just, we're going to
2: dunk and we're going to
0: be good. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Yes, Megan is doing great things. If you guys live in Southern Massachusetts and you're looking for dog help, look at Plus, Performance Plus' website. Wicked is so excited to be here. <laughs> um, all right. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks and in the coming, meantime, keep it quirky. You're killing it. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. Thank you.